Hi everyone, my name is Brendan Patrick, and you're listening to Super Lit. bi-weekly podcast pertaining to the books about the LGBT community. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I just want to start off this episode by... Oh my gosh, I'm like trying to fix myself in my chair. I just want to start this episode off by saying, Happy Halloween. <laughs> I'm very excited that I got to read this book around the time that it takes place. And the book that we're talking about today is called Last Scene Leaving, and it is by Caleb Rorig. And... For any of you that have listened to the podcast, one of my I think my <laughs> I think my longest episode is Caleb's second book, White Rabbit. And that one takes place during the summer, and this one takes place during the time right before Halloween and then during Halloween, of course. And as soon as I figured that out, I was like, I'm saving this for October so I can read it towards then. And I'm so happy I read this book. Caleb has a really great way of making, like, I <laughs> I think I tweeted this at him. I felt like I was being held hostage, and I know I said that about the last book, but I, I truly, like, at one point, <laughs> I had to put the book down because I wanted to scream. And by scream, I mean, it was just like, oh my god. But, so, the book we're talking about is Last Scene Leaving, and this book is about a high school girl disappearing and there's a whole rigmarole surrounding this girl and her name is january january is dating our main character flynn flynn is flynn really loves january but he definitely is more interested in men and he refers to himself as being gay as opposed to bisexual so i think his relationship with january is a little bit different but let me read you the back of the book before i dive in too much so In the wake of his girlfriend's disappearance, the spotlight is on him. Flynn's girlfriend, January, is missing. The cops are asking questions he can't answer, and her friends are telling stories that don't add up. All eyes are on Flynn. As January's boyfriend, he must know something. But Flynn has a secret of his own, and as he struggles to uncover the truth about January's disappearance, he must also face the truth about himself. So, uh, I guess I have an edition that was produced after... Uh, Caleb came out with White Rabbit because this has like a thing on the back that says like also by Caleb Roerig and it has an image of White Rabbit on the back, which honestly was one of my favorite books of this year. And I think I read something on his Twitter recently. It was like book suggestions and he mentions Pretty Little Liars. And I honestly... A, love that. (laughs) Uh, He mentions the Pretty Little Liars books, and I love that because I've always wanted to read those, but I thought that they were, like, maybe not in my range of, like, books, if you will. I don't know how to describe it. I thought they were for, like, much younger audiences, but 
I guess the TV show is definitely for teenagers, but like uh, the the TV show messed me up. And I was a big fan of that because I'm a big fan of like Gossip Girl, Desperate Housewives, things like that because I love <laughs> I love soapy television. And I truly missed that going off the air and he mentions that in the books that he's like suggesting and I felt a little bit of Pretty Little Liars in this book in Last Scene Leaving. And it was so interesting to read this book because Flynn, his girlfriend goes missing after a night with him. And it, she goes missing a couple of days later, but she he last sees her and they have an argument. And the argument is that he won't follow through with her wanting to uh, have sex. And he gets really anxious about it because he knows who he is. And he loves January, but he is not sure how to go about telling her how he feels. And he's not sure that he wants to ever. And I think he was hoping that the relationship would fizzle out and he wouldn't have to tell anyone ever. But that's not how anything works, especially in Caleb Roeg land. So January goes missing a couple days after seeing Flynn and she likes to go stargazing. So they're going stargazing and there's this like abandoned barn nearby on the plot of land that is owned by her new stepfather who is running for Senate. And this, (laughs) this book is very topical for right now too, because a lot of voting is happening in the next couple of weeks. And I'm reading this and I'm like, oh my God, this is like so on like brand for right now. And because you, uh, you see a little bit of behind the scenes with coming up with ideas and like campaigns and how things are going because of January's stepfather running for Senate. And it isn't necessarily said with like (laughs) if he's a Republican or a Democrat, I would love to know if only because I want to know what like what Caleb thinks but you get a little bit of insight to that and also the night that Flynn last sees her they go out and she seems a little off if you will but the night that Flynn is with January last she's kind of weird and she's kind of like pressuring Flynn into hooking up with her and he's not about it and she leaves in a huff and that's the last time he sees her and a couple days later the cops come to his house and they're like hey uh your girlfriend's missing where is she and it's kind of awkward because they don't the cops don't necessarily blame him but they're just like oh you guys haven't seen each other in a while that's weird he's like yeah like she goes to a different school now there's a whole thing with that and we kind of broke up and the cops question him about that. And it's not super crazy. And it's not that they say that like they think it's him that did it or that like not did anything, but they don't necessarily come out and say like, Oh, we think you did something, but they're like, we'll be in touch obviously. And the cops in this one are a little bit more involved than they were in white rabbit because obviously like someone's missing and, in White Rabbit, they didn't necessarily know until a certain point that someone had passed. But with this, the cops are very much more hands-on. And because it's a, the senator's you know, stepdaughter, there's 
a lot more police activity with this. And you're presented with a lot of red herrings. And there's the dad that could be the red herring, the stepdad, I should say. The stepfather is like one of the main red herrings for the whole book. And then there's the acting instructor from the new, like, bougie school she goes to. There's the stepbrother that's one. And then there's the campaign manager. And honestly, they all seemed like they were the one. So you don't find out until towards the end of the book, in true Roerick style, who the actual big bad is. And the whole time, I'm like, who are they going to go with? Like, who is it going to be? Because honestly, I think any of them could have done it. And they definitely paint it to be like, we can't necessarily say like, here's one over the other. But Flynn is definitely leaning more towards one of them until a certain point in the book. And I was curious to see like, which if they were going to go back and forth between a few of them, because as I said, I couldn't put the book down. And the only time I did was after chapter 15. I will not specifically say why, but that is probably the biggest spoiler you're going to get. I believe it was chapter 15. My wig was snatched. It was brought across state lines. I was truly aghast. I was clutching my pearls. And it was such good writing, too. And it's like the whole book is good writing, but that part specifically, I was not expecting at all. And. Like I said, with the red herrings, there's so many of them. There's four main ones, and I feel like that's a lot because you're like trying to figure out and try to fish out who it could be and see if you would notice towards the beginning of the book. Because thinking about it now, I think that the the one that's eventually unmasked as like the per the main suspect, I feel like it's like introduced and it's like okay, like this is definitely a thing. But I'm still like, hmm, what about this person or what about this person? And that's the cool thing about his writing. You're presented with these people because it's it's a thriller and you're not necessarily sure which one they're going to go with. And I said this before, but like with his writing, you're so on edge because every clue is just like, OK, yeah, but that also like I feel like this is also incriminating about this person, too. And it's just so much and it's so enjoyable to read that you can't really put the book down because you're like, okay, I got to this chapter. Okay, that was a cliffhanger. Okay, I got to this chapter. It's a cliffhanger again. And some of the chapters are longer, some of the chapters are shorter. I had like I had a hard time being like, okay, after 50 pages, I'm gonna put the book down because it was just like, well, I feel like I got so much in that 50 pages that like what if I keep getting like a lot more? What if they like drop a hint in this next chapter? And I I truly <laughs> Truly having such a hard time focusing on anything else. And I think that is what makes this kind of book such a joy to read. And I am truly excited for his next his next novel, which is Death Prefers Blondes. And if I like I oh my god, I just I just want that book, first of all. But finishing this book, I was so happy that I read this because I loved White Rabbit so much and I just thought it was such an interesting book. And I'm not one for reading thrillers because I feel like I miss a lot of clues and hints. And I felt like with this book, I was able to keep up with it. 
And it's not that it's like simplified in any way, shape, or form, but I felt like because I was just so enthralled by it, I couldn't put the book down again for the millionth time. But I think that it was just like written so well that it was possible for me to grasp it, but it wasn't completely spilled. Like it wasn't like a, here's something every dummy could get, which is me in this aspect. But it was also like, it was spelled out, but it wasn't spelled out completely. Like there were key parts missing. So I would have to keep like paying attention to every detail. And I think that's like the cool thing about this book. And also another piece about this book that is really amazing is the just like the way that the characters are written is I think it's it's very it, I don't want to say it's very different from White Rabbit, but Caleb Roberg has a really interesting way of building characters. And I would love to meet Kaz in person. There's a guy named Kaz in the book in which he is basically January. She's he's January's coworker at a toy store. And he is kind of that person that's like, according to January, saying certain things about Flynn. And it's like, oh, well, maybe he has a small dick and that's why he won't want to have sex with you. Things like that. And it's just like mortifying. And the description of him when Flynn goes to like question him and be like, hey, where is January? And when have you seen her last? The description of him is just that he's just like, honestly, an Adonis. And I would like to meet him and see what like what he looks like in person and also like if this was ever made into a movie i would be interested to see who caleb would cast as kaz because there's not a bad thing written about him looks wise so i'm just like curious as to like who caleb would pick if he was casting this as a movie and i truly would be interested to see Flynn as well. I I would be interested to see this as like a TV show. But the character designs in these books like in terms of like the way they're written is so superb and I think that's the thing about Caleb. He spends a lot of time I think building these characters and I've read 3 yeah, 3 thrillers this year. And I know this like not a lot, but I've read 3 thrillers this year. And I've, I've, my dumbass was reading this book while I was watching The Haunting of Hill House. And let me tell you, there was a night that I wanted to, I live near Wawa. I was going to walk to it. And I literally had just watched the Bent Neck Lady episode after reading this, of course. I was like taking like breaths in between. And I tr- <laughs> truly scared myself into literally just laying in bed and just being like, you know what? I can't do this because uh, bent neck ladies kind of find me. And it was so scary. <laughs> and honestly, this time of year is my favorite because I don't necessarily love to scare myself because I think I'm a big baby. But reading this, which was like very like, what's happening? It's more like a thriller, whereas like White Rabbit, I felt like was almost like a horror. This one's a thriller where it's like, I wanted to find out what was going on, like what was going on through like January's head because she spreads a few lies about Flynn throughout like her school and also with Kaz. And I just wanted to know like what was going through her head specifically because it was going on for a while and it wasn't just after a certain point in their friendship. So even with her at the new school or even with like her working at the toy store, 
it wasn't after like a certain point. It was like kind of consistently that she was saying these things about Flynn. And it's interesting because you would think that after reading the book, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Cause I don't want to spill the deets too much because I really, really think you should read this. But there's a certain turning point in the book in which the characters are like, yeah, this, like after this time, January started acting erratic. But with this, she's kind of like saying these things about Flynn all the time. And it felt like with this book, there's a lot of lies passed around, and a lot of them come from January. And it seems like she is very much, if I were to like say what kind of like character she is, she's very much like an alley from Pretty Little Liars, but she's not as like nasty or like outwardly mean as she was because Allie was kind of like a terrible person. And with this book, January is not like an absolute shit show because in my eyes, Allie had literally no redeeming qualities. And with this, like I think January definitely does. And I think that's the cool thing about this book. Like, also being completely terrified by, you know, Haunting of Hill House and reading this at the same time. I was just completely spooked. And I think that's what made this so enjoyable because I was already scared by this thing I was watching. And then I was like, well, let me calm myself down by reading this thriller. And that was clearly my best, uh, best idea for this season. But on top of, you know, the lies that January spreads and the red herrings, there's a lot of twists and turns in this book. And I, like I mentioned before, around chapter 15, there is a major one. And I swear to God, y'all, don't go to just chapter 15 and figure it out because nothing adds up for it. But halfway through the book, there is a huge plot point brought up. And honestly, I truly was not expecting it. And it was so out of left field. And it wasn't something that I was expecting at all. And it was so interesting to read because that was the part in which I decided I had to spend the entire next day reading. I sat in my yard and I read, and I think I read like, so it's like halfway through the book. So maybe like from chapter, you know, 15 on, I think I sat the whole like next day and just read in my yard because, A, the weather was great, and also I finished uh, Haunting of Hill House, so I was no longer spooked. But I truly felt like the twists and turns in this book, if anything, are, like, probably one of the best reasons to read this book. If I could, like, put it in order of, like, reasons to read this book, twists and turns, character development, and also I want to know everyone's thoughts on how hot Kaz is. And I... I think that's the cool thing about this, too. Like, it's a coming out story, but that's, like, not the main point. Like, the boy romance is, like, a big point, but it's almost like a a secondary, like, plot to, like, obviously we're looking for January. And that was the cool thing I liked about White Rabbit was, like, yes, these boys being in love with each other is very important, but I also found that obviously the main storyline was like the murder mystery. And with this, it's like, where is January? And that's like the big overarching like theme for this book. It's like, where the hell is this girl and who's responsible for it? Like, did she just go missing herself? Like, is she hiding? Was she harmed in any way, shape or form? 
did someone do this on purpose? Is there something more sinister happening here? And that's the cool thing about this book, because you're thinking all of that at once. You're thinking literally, like, whose fault is this? And I think that's, like, the thing of pure beauty with this book is that even when you hit the end, there's still things that are not fully developed. And I mean that in the best way, because you're like, oh, but what about that? Like, we never got this explained, but like, this was the thing that we went with. And that's the cool thing. Like, I, I truly appreciated that because it left me on edge. And even though like the story completes itself and, you know, everything is resolved in a way, and I'm not going to explain how, but I really, really like there's no way that there can be an, like a uh, a follow up to this book. I don't think because I don't know if Caleb would do that. I I would love to see that, but I don't think there would ever be a follow up for this book. And I am okay with that, but at the same time, I would love to see a last scene leaving too. I don't know. I just really like Caleb's writing style, and I liked Flynn as a character because he the it's like I was saying the. The romance part of this book is almost secondary. It's more so a like thrilling like mystery and I would like to see more of the the romance of Flynn and his uh his partner. I'm not going to say who it is, but I think you can gather from what I've talked about who it is. But I I would like to see more of that and I truly can't believe that he only has two books out. Because Caleb's writing style is, I it's like one of my favorite, and I I feel like I'm just like gassing him up right now. But he like his books really opened me up to the like thriller category because I didn't know that a gay murder mystery could be a thing. Like two gay people looking for like who killed this like who killed my you know my stepsister's boyfriend. Like, that was White Rabbit, and this one is just like, where the hell is my girlfriend, but also, who is that hot guy? Like, I, I didn't know that I could want for this. And I think Last Scene Leaving kind of filled in those gaps that I had from, like, missing Pretty Little Liars. And that was definitely not the purpose of this book, but it's kind of cool to see, like, an author liked a book series for a TV show that I liked. But... I definitely, definitely, definitely would suggest going out and getting this book, if only to support Caleb. But the main reason is, like, if you love thrillers and, like, a dash of romance, you will not see anything coming. Like, truly, I didn't see any of the twists and turns. Like, I couldn't have predicted them. And when they happened, I was truly like, what the hell? How did I miss this? How how did I not see this coming? And it was stuff that truly caught me off guard. And I really think that you guys are going to eat this book up because I had such a great time reading it. And it's, I don't, I hate saying that things are like easy reads because it, I think it diminishes the the work that went into them. But this is like an, an easy read because I couldn't put it down. I couldn't stop reading it. And I think when I truly fall in love with a book, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm being held hostage. Um, tell my friends I love them because I won't be leaving my room for the next two days. And that has happened with both of his books that I have. And I 
really think that if you're into thrillers or like horrors or anything like that or like murder mysteries or like a whodunit, I think you would be interested in Caleb Roerick's work. And I am so thrilled to have been able to read it and talk to you guys about it. But uh, yeah, that's all I have for my notes on Last Scene Leaving. I try not to spoil as much. I know the last time I reviewed one of his books, I wanted to tell you guys every single thing. And I want you to go out and read this and not spoil. Like, I know that I've done spoilers in the past. I don't want to talk too much about it because I truly think that some of the stuff is like, if you pull this string, this string pulls as well. And I want you guys to get the full effect with this book and really enjoy it as much as I did. And I think that you'll be excited because if you haven't read White Rabbit and you read this, I think this will be like, okay, now I have to read White Rabbit or even vice versa. Because after reading White Rabbit, I went out and bought this and I was like, great, I have to hold off on this until October so it can be in time for the spooky season. But yes. Thank you so much for listening to Superlit. My name, I do this backwards every time. My name is Brendan Patrick, and thank you so much for listening to Superlit. Superlit.